So, hi everyone, and thank you so much for joining us on the We Thrive podcast, where we share stories from entrepreneurs from around the world about how they're creating an impactful legacy. I'm your host, Casey Clark, founder and chief growth officer of C. Clark Consulting. And today I have the pleasure of interviewing my dear friend, Sarit Arbel, who owns BNI Central Maryland. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm very, very excited to be here. So thank you for hosting me today. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Where to start? Um, as, as you've mentioned, I'm uh, the executive director for BNI in Central Maryland. Uh, BNI is a business network international. It's the most successful networking organization in the world. And uh, I own their franchise for um, for half of Maryland, I couldn't be more honored and humble to, to be representing BNI because what we do on a regular basis is we are helping small and medium business owners uh, thrive and grow. And, um, and I'm very excited. I'm really enjoying what, what I'm doing. Awesome. So you mentioned that word thrive that I love. So tell us what thrive means to you. Thrive means uh, growth. Uh, it's very, it's very simple. Uh, usually, usually the connotation is financial, uh, but uh, for me, thriving is way beyond financial. I know people who thrive financially, but uh, really decay on every aspect of their life. Mm-hmm. So, um, thriving is when you're, um, when your health, when your wealth, when your mental, spiritual, when all of this combined and all of these are moving in, the, in a direction that uh, make you be a bigger and better version of yourself. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, being bigger and better, it's, um, it's in your, your own opinion, not what other people think. Because sometimes people can, can think that uh, working in a certain job, uh, maybe working for a bank, you know, making a lot of money, is what Thrive looks like, but it's not for you. For you is hike and uh, do yoga all day long, and that's thriving for you. And maybe you have less money in the bank, but you have, uh, you know, um, you you have more fulfillment uh, mentally and spiritually. And uh, that, to me, you know, the combination of all of this in your own opinion, that's what Thrive means. Yeah, I love that. It is definitely unique for everyone. And funny enough, I actually just presented at BNI Synergy today and talked about that exactly. You know, success and thriving are different for everyone. So thank you for reiterating that. So when you think of your own personal thriving, you mentioned hiking and yoga. So of course, whenever I think of hiking, I think of you because I know you find like the most beautiful spots in the DMV area to go hiking. But outside of hiking, what other resources do you use uh, to help you thrive personally? Uh, So um, personally, I love personal growth seminars and books. Um, that's where I started my own journey. Uh, I came from a very skeptical uh, starting point, and uh, I still remember the very first person who opened my ears and the book that influenced me to think about meditation differently from, you know, what my opinion used to be. I'm a very opinionated person, and uh, 
So I had a very clear opinion about meditation. It sounded like BS to me, but uh, <laughs> truthfully, uh, personal growth seminars and books are definitely um, definitely a starting point for me. And, um, and from there, everything is growth, you know? Um, um, when, when I had hard times, I, I would listen to books and uh, I shared it with some people. Some days when my internal voice was so loud and crazy, I, I literally uh, had to put the, the audio to be louder just so my internal craziness will be overruled by the, by the positivity of books. So um, I cannot talk enough about the importance of books on our lives. And you know, sometimes uh, the, the book that uh, opened my eyes to meditation was uh, Eat, Pray, Love, which is definitely not a personal growth book, you know, but, but you know, the, the way Elizabeth Gilbert, who is one of my favorite authors, talked about meditation there, I, it was the first time that I said, oh, you know, maybe there is something there. So meditation is another important resource of inspiration for me or for thriving. Um, I, I'm meditating on a daily basis, and uh, and yoga is another very very important uh, component in my life. And um, what else? Um, I think that's it. Awesome. So you know how they say like when you keep hearing something over and over, like it'll be like a little whisper, and then it'll just hit you upside the head. <laughs> I'm reading a book that quotes "Eat, Pray, Love" a lot. So now I'm like, okay, you mentioned it. I have to read it now. It's just, I have to do it. So I'll definitely- Which one is that? Um, I'm reading Taming Your Outer Child right now. So right. it talks a lot about self-sabotage. Very, very good book, but it quotes her a lot in there. Um, Elizabeth Gilbert, I, I read um, all, all of her recent books, all of them. And um, uh, one of her, I think- one, I think it's her latest, but I'm not sure her very latest, one of the very latest ones. Uh, it's called Magic. And it talks about, um, about how each person has creativity in them. Mm -hmm. And uh, as a person, um, I always thought that my creativity um, is shown only when I'm talking about business. I can, I have, I, I used to have these ideas, you know, in meetings, I used to be a PR person. And I'd come home and say to my husband, I don't know where I brought this idea from, but I just think it's brilliant. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just like out of the blue. So that, that to me was, was uh, the only presentation of creativity in my life. But after reading her book, that's called Magic. And she talks about how important creativity is. And that actually as human beings, we are all creative creatures. We just criticize ourselves too much or... You know, we get all into all kind of unnecessary competitions or unnecessary expectations instead of just experiencing what we enjoy doing. So I, I, you know, with the pandemic, I just started to do mosaic, which was something that I've never done. Like I've never done anything creative before this in my life. And it just gives me so much pleasure. So Elizabeth Gilbert is definitely an idol of mine. Awesome. Awesome. Good to know. I'll have to check out her other books. So you mentioned that voice in your head and how sometimes it gets really loud. So when you experience things like that, what are some tools that you help use or relationships that you use to overcome those challenges that you have? So the first one is uh, meditation. 
Um, I uh, there are endless number of meditations that exist in the world, but my favorite one is the transcendental meditation. You have to take a course for that. Um, I, I've tried, you know, mindful. I've tried, you know, listening to all kinds of things. But uh, uh, as an ADHD, you know, when they tell me to stop thinking or when they tell me to relax, you know, of course the opposite <laughs> happens. So uh, transcendental meditation I found to be the easiest to practice as a matter of fact. I mean, it's the hardest to pronounce maybe transcendental <laughs> meditation and even harder to write down this name. But uh, in practice, I find it to be the most user-friendly and um, uh, that is my number one tool. Um, I, I actually went to to learn how to do it uh, when I was doing my biggest real estate transaction. I'm, I'm also an investor in real estate, and um, and I, I kept kept on coming around so many obstacles. And I'm like, I'm out of tools, you know. Like, why do this keep on jumping in front of my face? It just made made no sense. It was just crazy. And I'm like, okay, I need another toolbox. And I just wanted to learn how to meditate. So that's definitely my number one. When, when things go crazy, you know, when I can't breathe because I'm so overwhelmed, that's that's the one thing that I do. And and it's very short and very effective. Um, and others, um, as you know, I'm I you know I'm doing a lot of personal growth seminars. But recently, I've learned one very very effective tool. Uh, it's called the Demartini method. It's uh, the breakthrough uh, experience. And I found it, it's very um, systematic. So therefore um, it's easier for me to follow. And um, I, recently I found that to be another tool, but meditation is number one. Okay, awesome. Is there a specific obstacle that sticks out to you where meditation really pulled you through other than the real estate transaction you mentioned? Um, it just, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, when my father was dying, uh, I, you know, I, I was really scared of it. He, I, I was his little baby and he was my hero. He still is. So, you know, I, I was really afraid that when he will die, I will collapse mentally, you know, like that, you know, I've never experienced somebody so close dying and meditation definitely, definitely helped, you know, at, accept it, embrace it, own it, you know, and, and not collapse. So yeah, I, I could not recommend meditation enough. Awesome. Well, thank you for that tidbit. And I mean, I think as business owners, sometimes we get so caught up in the hustle and bustle of the business and sometimes forget that we're human and we do have personal challenges as well. So I love that you use that both personally and professionally to help you get through. You know, Casey, truthfully, um, the way we do one thing is the way we do everything. So, you know, some people say, oh, personally, I'm a nice person, but professionally, I'm a mean person. And, you know, we are all both. We are all both mean and nice. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, and we choose how we behave in every situation. So, uh, you know, if we are, um, if we don't practice self-care in to ourselves in our business, we will not practice self-care to ourselves in our personal life. And um, and I feel that meditation uh, for me is like whenever, when something is over. So for me, I, I don't separate myself or my, my being from being a business owner and being uh, a, a 
personal person or human being. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, I, I, I don't even know what to say, like, because so many people, I mean, myself included, I think we fall into that, like, oh, I'm this way here. And then I had to put my business hat on. But like you said, we show up the same in, in each way. So, um, it doesn't matter what, you know, situation you're in. So, but I, I love the fact that the meditation keeps you grounded and helps you. It sounds like it helps you show up as the best version of yourself. Yes. And, and, you know, uh, what's interesting, um, also as an ADHD person, it helps me focus. And, and if let's say one day I woke up late and I didn't have the time, because usually I devote, like I, if I have to be somewhere, I wake up half an hour earlier than, you know, the time I need to get ready just because I will have time for meditation. But let's say something happened. I didn't wake up on time. I didn't have time for my meditation. Several hours later, my husband will look at me and he said, you didn't do your meditation today, right? Because I'm, you know, I'm like that. I'm, I'm just a different being when I do not meditate. So, um, and, and, you know, it's kind of annoying that he can tell. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, evidently he knows me well and, uh, and uh, he can tell. So, uh, so it shows when I don't do it. Yeah, yeah. But that speaks volumes. <laughs> so that's great. So I have been so excited to talk to you about legacy because I know I we've wonder why. done that before a little bit. So before we hop into your own legacy, um, tell me what that word means to you. So um, as, as you know, I, I think uh, the audience worth I mean, needs to know that you and I have had a discussion about it before because uh, I did have a lot of energy around this word because uh, legacy is uh, talked more about what, I mean, for, for me, legacy is what we're leaving behind us. Mm -hmm. and, um, and, you know, I told you that I have a lot of energy around it. So I don't have as much energy around it anymore. However, I have an opinion about it. No way. <laughs> Shocking. Um, and uh, I, I feel that uh, I don't worry about my legacy, truly. I feel because because I, I can only influence my present and I cannot influence. I, I don't see myself as somebody who is here to influence the future. I'm here to influence, uh, you know, the people who are um, inspired by me or the people who are hating I mean I'm here to to make an impact now and I only care about the present I don't I I don't put energy into the future um, I don't I don't believe that I can foresee the future and therefore I'm not bothered by it so my goal is so what now what you know like my my presence and and what is happening now is the most important thing to me. I'm not, I'm really not worried about, worried about my legacy. I'm not doing anything for me to have this kind of legacy or that kind of legacy. What I'm doing is to make an impact now and that's it. Okay. So that doesn't surprise me considering you meditate so much since meditation is so focused on being mindful of the present moment and Two, it also 
surprises me at the same time, because with BNI in particular, I mean, while you might be creating such an impact right now, that is impacting people that, I mean, it's just spreading, you know? So um, when I think of you and the word legacy, I personally think of um, like generational change because you're really helping people um, develop roots and develop their business. So um, I love what you're creating unintentionally. <laughs> so. No, I'm very intentional about what I'm creating, but I'm interested in creating it now. I'm right. not, I'm not, um, I'm, I don't care. I don't, I care. I don't put, I don't invest in thinking about the future. Um, the only area that I think about the future is my children's safety. You know, like that's what I care about. I, I, I want to know that their safety is good. Like their mental, their physical safety is good. But this is not legacy. This is just my nature as, as a parent. Mm -hmm. But I, you know, when I'm working on improving people's businesses and helping them thrive uh, in BNI or in any other personal growth seminar that I volunteer for or other things that I'm doing or uh, or when I'm recycling because I care about earth, I care about it now. I don't, you know, like I can't control what will happen. And I, truthfully, I can't be bothered by it because, because I have so little control over it that, you know, trying to control it is, is just an unattainable goal. And therefore I just let it go. Okay. So have you ever taken the strengths finders assessment before? The disc you mean? No, it's um, Gallup Strength Finders. I probably have, but... Uh... My executive coach is a strengths coach, and I would love to see where Futuristic lands on your strengths. So there's 34 of them total, and it's number two for me. So I, I'm really intrigued to see where it is for you. So that just, it just reminded me, I love the strengths. I think it's fascinating and how yeah, we I'll look into it. I, 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 I did all kinds of things like that, but, um, yeah, it's, it's very fascinating. So, but I mean, that's awesome. It's definitely a different perspective. Um, and I like, you know, how you say, like, you don't spend your energy on things that you can't control. I think that's really important. So I like it. So talk to me about some other nuggets that you have for our listeners. You've already given, you know, quite a few, but do you have anything specific that you would tell someone who's just starting a business or who might not even be in business, but is just looking to thrive in life? If somebody's looking to thrive in life, I highly recommend look, look for books that uh, they, they're, they have been a big resource for me. Um, so, um, and, and it's, you know, different people like different books, but, um, I, one of them is Brene Brown. Mm -hmm. Um, when, uh, my daughter, uh, when I wanted to enroll my daughter into the, um, personal growth thing, so I, um, world, so I introduced her to Brene Brown. And both she and I read all her books, but guess what? She loves Brene Brown. And she's like, just like Brene Brown says, I'm like, I can't hear that anymore. I'm done. I, you know, like I'm over Brene Brown. I, I read them all, but I've, I've listened to all her TED Talks. I, I'm done. I'm okay. 
but she loves Brené Brown. So, Brené, but she's amazing, Brené Brown. I mean, she has this TED talk uh, that's called um, uh, "The Power of Vulnerability." It's one of the most powerful one. And then the the something about shame. I don't remember the exact name, but Brené Brown just start with her TED talks. That's definitely a good place to start. Uh, but reading books is uh, is def is definitely um, a thing that I would recommend. And you know, when I when I uh, when I run across into obstacles, and um, my what I used to be like is I used to find all the reasons why these obstacles is happening to me. Um, there were a lot of people to blame about about my my problems, my parents, my husband, my kids. I mean, there were a lot of people in the area that I could blame for my uh, frustrations. But what I learned with this personal growth, you know, um, that um, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. So uh, this, uh, this is what um, I currently believe in. And, uh, and whether I can, whether I say that I can or I can't, I'm right. I mean, so it's all up to me. And, you know, with that comes a lot of empowerment, but also comes a lot of, uh, um, a lot of responsibility. Because if I cannot blame anybody else but myself for, for my results, it's really tough because I have to look at my results. And if I'm not happy with them, I know who is responsible. Unlike before that I could blame somebody else for it. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time it's so empowering that that now now i know that the sky's the limit but really and um um and you know let's say i have a big goal and i want to achieve it and i have uh i have a limiting belief that i'm not good enough or i'm not capable or not smart enough or all of these thoughts i will do whatever it takes to find support to get me out of this uh um you know I, i'm unhealthy way of thinking. I will go to a coach. I will listen to a book. Um, you know, uh, I will, I will do whatever it takes because I understand that it's not true. It's just a belief. Right. So, um, uh, and, and another thing is that if you have a lot of, uh, people who are not supporting you in your life, people who are negative, people who are uh, telling you things like who do you think you are or you'll never succeed doing this or you're just uh, you know you stop daydreaming it's you'll never make it happen you know don't listen to them um, because because they can they can eat you up and um, and uh, so that's it listen to books find somebody that will support you and also I, I truly believe in finding mentors like, um, I'll tell you a true story. I, I know somebody that uh, we were in the same elementary school in million years ago. And um, he, uh, he and I connected on Facebook, but we weren't really close friends. And then one day we spoke and I understand that he is running a multi-billion dollar uh, real estate company in New York. Multi-billion, truly. And, um, um, and I, I was in front of a transaction that he doesn't even look at when, when it comes across his way. But this, this same transaction that I was telling you that I started the meditation for. And I called him one day and, and he calls me back and he said, Sarit, is this urgent? 
And I'm like, not, not really. He said, I'm really sorry. I'm working on this $800 million uh, transaction right now. Can I speak to you on Monday? It was a Friday, Friday afternoon. I'm like, yeah, you can. And, uh, you know, whenever I need an, whenever I need, um, whenever I need uh, an advice, I'd call him and he's a very busy man and he's not a very close friend of mine, but he's just humble enough to pick up the phone and answer me when I have a question, which I admire. The reason I'm telling this story is because sometimes I'm like, oh, should I bother him with this stupid question about investing in real estate? He's such a big investor, but he's a human being and he's kind enough to call me in the middle of of an $800 million deal because this is who he is. And, uh, and, and, and the reason I'm telling this story is because um, I, I recommend for anybody to find somebody who is kind enough to support them and mentor them and help them and, and you know, help them let go of the, the disbelief that they, you know, either in their head or in, their, uh, in the people around them. Absolutely. 100% agreed. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for sharing all the nuggets and the stories. And it's always a pleasure talking to you. So do you have anything else that you haven't shared that you'd like to share with our listeners? I just say, go do it because you can, truly. Each and every one of us who listens or watches this you should know that you're capable. So if you can dream it, you can make it happen. Yes, indeed. I think I have it on my Facebook profile. If you can, what is it? If you can dream it, you can conceive. I don't even remember something along those lines, but I love the whole concept. So yes, I agree. And thank you so much for all the guidance and mentorship that you've given me over the last few years. It's been greatly appreciated and has helped me tremendously. Thank you for trusting in me and thank you for having me today. Yes, absolutely. And I'd also like to thank our sponsor uh, for music, Stephen Lamar Moore. He created the soundtrack for our podcast. So thank you again, Sarit. And I look forward to thriving along with you over the upcoming years. Me too. Thank you. Thank you.